Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two groups whose names sound similar, the music, it sounds different. This week we're talking about Animal Collective Soul. I am Jared. I am Dax. Caleb. This is Tyler. Here we are. Here we are. This was Caleb's selection for the month. He wanted to talk about Animal Collective Soul. No, you don't care about them. You don't know <laughs> what I care about. Collective Soul's pretty the f- cool. The first uh, group we're going to discuss here today, Animal Collective. Yes. A.K.A. Uh, poor Man's of Montreal. Mm. Whoa, now. Ooh. Hold on. Hold I on. don't disagree with that. Poor Man's? Yeah, that's what I said. Animal Collective is way bigger. They have a lot more popularity than of Montreal. I don't know about that. I don't know. Oh, I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're not popular. Maybe they are. I didn't. I don't know that they're that popular. I mean, they're not like massive. They don't have like. They're, they don't have hits. No. They are what well, they are well regarded. I would say so. That's that's fine. Critically acclaimed, indeed. They the uh, Animal Collective is an experimental pop group, a mixture of four four people. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, Avitaire, Panda I, Bear. Oh, Panda Bear's in there. Geologist, uh huh, and Deacon. Avitaire is uh, something that you go into the emergency room after you've been with a lady friend. Go on. <laughs> I don't have to go on. That's the bit. <laughs> That's it. You're supposed to assume. <laughs> no, I, I want you to spell it out. Yeah, tell everyone, Jared. No. Don't leave anything on the table. No, they they fixed you on the on the doctor's table after you tore oh. your AV. Tore your AV. Do you uh? Did you guys see why uh the member geologist is named geologist? I did not. No, he wears a uh, a headlamp. Oh, throughout throughout the performances that they do. That's fine. so. It's like uh the village people. Oh yeah. Yes. I was thinking of uh, Milo. From uh, that Disney movie, they had a geologist in there too. Mm. I was, yeah, that's that's it. Milo's Quest. What was that? What was the movie called? Dang it! Are you, you talking? Talk, about? Are you talking about uh, Atlantis? Yeah, Atlantis. Milo's <laughs> Return. Atlantis. Atlantis. That was a good movie. Does he wear? Good does movie. he wear the headlamp to see his synthesizer? Oh, I hope so. That's what geologist does. Mm. I hope that Atlantis is going to oh, get wow. together and make a powerful experimental pop group. That'd be cool. Uh, you mentioned they're a poor man's of Montreal, but many others have called them a poor man's Beach Boys. Mm. Oh, I didn't hear that at all. That really. makes sense. I had no thought of the Beach Boys when I was listening to that. I find them to be like the Beach Boys had the Beach Boys had uh, access to all of the electronics that we have today. There are mm. some Beach Boy songs that sound kind of like them. I, I can't think of any in particular, but it gives that vibe. The like pet sounds, kind of like the the vocal harmonies that they utilize in their music. Yeah, let me see if I can find a, a song here. You're trying to find a song. I liked a Floridada. That was that's what pretty, we started with. That was a pretty fun song. That was the favorites. only. That was the only song I liked. The other ones, they can go. Well, we Floridada see, sticks around for me. We see where Jared stands on this one. Well, you don't know how I feel about Collective Soul. You might, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. I could hate them more. I could have liked zero songs from them. I know that's not true. Florida-da. Florida-da. It should have been on the Florida episode. 
Yes, I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, their their album Meriwether Post Pavilion was actually quite the commercial success. Really, it uh, I will I will tell you it was on uh, number thirteen on the Billboard two hundred mm. and number two on the U.S. top independent album charts. That's good. That's a good chart right there. I would say yeah. so. It it is well known. It's an album that I knew when I saw it around before I really listened to Animal Collective. I also believe that that was the case for me. I I stumbled upon Animal Collective. I was, you know how Spotify will just start playing songs after you finish something? Mm-hmm. It started yep. playing the song Brother Sport off of that album. And that's always been my favorite song for them because I, I heard it. I was in the shower. I was listening to music. And all of a sudden, the song came on. There I am, standing in the shower, listening to Animal Collective, thinking, my goodness, what could this be? And I liked it. It was pretty good. I did find a song uh, by the Beach Boys. Uh, People online say is very reminiscent of Animal Collective. It's all I want to do is have some fun. A lot of reverb there. Yeah. A lot of a lot of synthy psychedelia sounds. These people are saying it sounds like guys' eyes. Guys' Which, eyes. I'm trying to think back on that song. I don't think it sounds exactly like it, but it gives off the vibe. G. I could see some comparisons there. Yeah. What do you think, Jared, who completely shot down that idea immediately? I, I hear uh, some of it. Okay. I hear some of it. Are you familiar with uh, with the album Sung Tongs? Yes. Are you familiar with the song Winter's Love? I am. Do you know what that was in? No. It was in an episode of The Simpsons. Was it really? A totally fun thing that Bart will never do again. It was on mm. in the actual episode. Winter's Love. Interesting. I, I always love having a little Simpsons segue, bringing in The Simpsons somewhere. Did you... Uh, Simpsons did it, man. Simpsons did it, man. Did any of you... Uh, I know Dax, you did, but I, did anybody else see any of their like visual work? See the album covers. They're considered freak folk. You know that? I meant like their videos. Oh, no, I never watched any videos. No. No? I haven't seen them either. They're very visually based. Like a lot of their music is like the the videos are very like psychedelic and weird. Uh, But they also have done, they've done a lot of things in terms of actual like visually based 
album. So they had an audio visual album called Tangerine Reef that came out in 2018. The music, not amazing. The visuals, make it better. Why do so many bands talk about tangerines? I don't know. I don't get it. A lot of tangerines. I never hear just normal people talking about tangerines. I don't know that I've it's ever be- even eaten a tangerine. That's, that's oh sad. come on, I've eaten. You've had you've eaten a tangerine. They mentioned it because it's just a it's a fancier way to say orange. Mm. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm talking the co- a color here or fruit, whatever they want. You know, that's their prerogative. They talk about strawberries too. They like strawberries. Fruit. There's something strawberries. there's something really psychedelic about fruit. I don't know why that is. It's true. I don't, I don't it's know. It's colorful and it and it's tasty and it can transport you. It can transport you. Uh, Panda Bear also has some solo work, as does A.V. Tear. Panda Bear is a little bit more popular with his solo work. Yeah, I feel like A.V. I've Tear. heard Panda Bear. Yeah. He's got a couple songs that have done at least something. You know, like they've, they've moved a little bit. Um, I actually have one of Panda Bear's albums. I got it from um, Hastings, a bookstore that closed in the Richmond, Indiana area. Mm-hmm. They were having a uh, a sale as they were closing. They had really, really cheap records, and I thought that the album cover was cool. So I said, I'm going to pick this up. And I had no idea what I was grabbing, and I liked it. And that there was also an introduction to their music. But I did not know about Animal Collective until later. Panda Bear first. Panda Bear meets the Grim Reaper. That it was. Yeah, I'm familiar with Person Pitch, of course, myself, which is known to be a, a good album. It is quite That's a, a critically acclaimed album. And then, uh, of course, they had that album come out last year. We talked about Caleb Bowie's. Yes, that one which, was quite odd. Yeah, I heard it. It fell short, but you know, I found a song in there that I've actually listened to a lot since I, well, since we talked about it last year. I just listened to it last week. Yeah, actually, yeah, the song Token. Uh, by Panda Bear off the new one. I don't know. I just think it's kind of fun. So maybe it's okay. I don't see. I mean, they all like. And if you look at Panda Bear, it doesn't sound super different from Animal Collective necessarily. I guess neither. He, neither does Av Tear's music. Yeah, they are. They're kind of like they're kind of like a free form collective in a weird way, where like. Their first, their initial like debut was actually just those two members, and then Geologist and um, Deacon came in later into the project. But they kind of all just like like members can kind of come in and out, and they're still part of the Animal Collective collective. Mm-hmm. Makes I found, sense. I found a couple samples that they've used that I thought were real fun. I'd like that. Uh, First off, uh, from the song, Must Be Tree Man. Must be tree man. I smell them often. Happens every time I help sort the berries for Pepper's Farm muffins. They only want the pumpkin sweetest berries. Make the same fuss about bacon or muffins. That was a Pepperidge Farm commercial for blueberry muffins. Oh, wow. (laughs) Isn't that fun? (laughs) I love that. I got another one. I got another one. 
It's uh, Golden Gal. She's upset because they keep changing the taste of Coke. How's it? It starts out with a clip from Golden Girls. Well, why not? If yeah. it's called Golden Gal. Of course. What else would you do with it? Uh, it's just fun. It is fun. I find their music to be quite fun. What kind of band would sample a Petbridge Farm commercial? A fun I, band. I just find it charming. I'm glad you find it charming. Thank you. Jared is thrilled. He's having yeah, a great too. time over here. <laughs> I loved it. I love commercials. You love commercials. Speaking of a commercial, why don't we uh, why don't we talk about our Patreon? Just in out of the blue. Are you just trying to transition away from Animal Collective? No, I love talking about them. He loves it. You didn't like you only like that one song. I just couldn't get into it. I'd never have liked them. I thought that maybe I knew a song and I didn't know any songs. When you say you've never liked them, did you listen to anything they've done up to this point? They've been around a long time. I've heard things from them over the years. They got they started in like 2006. What did you listen to other than Floridata before then? I don't know their debut and things like that. I I figured that at some point I would have I would have listened to something I would have liked, but I never did. Well, did you did you listen to Strawberry Jam? No, I did. I don't think I did. Strawberries it's pretty good. They, we listened to a song from Strawberry Jam this Why week. Why do you keep saying strawberry <laughs> that way? That's how the British people say it. I just don't, I find it fascinating. Mm. Strawberry. Strawberry Blue Fields Ridge. Forever. That's, another, mm-hmm. that's a strawberry song right there. Know any other strawberry songs? Strawberry. Strawberry. I like Strawberry Jam. It's pretty good. And I like the cover. It's fun because it's a strawberry and it's smashed. Oh, maybe Gallagher did it. I don't know. It'd be like a mini Gallagher. Due to the size of the berry. The berry. I like, they've been described as so many things. I think it's probably not worth putting a, like a, a genre label on them anymore. If you look at their genres, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's just, I'm going to, I'm going to read, I'm going to read for you real quick. The musical styles. Uh, genres that have been used to label the band include experimental pop, psychedelic, indie rock, electronic, experimental, avant pop, art rock, freak folk, noise pop, neo psychedelia, and psychedelic pop. That's too long of a list. Too many. It is. What, hap- what happened to just calling it art pop and being done with it? I feel like that's a much easier way to do it. Agreed. Like, it's, Why can't we just do that? You Even if you just said experimental pop, you could be done. It's just pop music that's more experimental than your typical pop music. And then you're True. done. So, you know, below <laughs> on the Wikipedia page, you know, where we where we do a, all of our research, if we do, yeah, any. there is a state, yeah, there is a statement by a panda bear about the use of the word animal in their name. Did you read it? I did. Go ahead. He said that it sounds kind of lame, but we're all really big fans of animals. Like, I don't, you, you don't even need to read more. It's a, actually a full paragraph, but the first sentence pretty much just. He just keeps just going. Nails it. He keeps going, but yeah, it's it's we like animals. Yeah, We're a collective of people that really likes animals. We really love animals. They also because uh, early on, I don't think they continued to do it other than geologists wearing the the headlamp continued on. They used to do a lot more with like a visual aspect when they performed. 
So like um, Panda Bear did, I don't, you might be surprised about this. He dressed as a panda bear. That doesn't Whoa, make any who sense. Thunks? Yeah, crazy. Who thought such a thing? Pretty wild, you know? But uh, they decided that they didn't want to do it anymore because they thought it would be a little bit too gimmicky. Uh, I like gimmicks. I know. That's a shame. I feel like if they had really like just kept going with the animal. They could have been the new Devo. They could have, or I they, knew you were gonna say that. I was almost thinking they'd be like a, a like a flaming lips. Mm, yeah, I. He could have had like one of those big panda heads and been like a new dead mouse. Hey, there's lots of options. Wow, you just you continue to disappoint <laughs> every new person you you say they could be. It just crushes my soul. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. But guess what? They don't have to be anybody because they're themselves. That's right, and they're great. And they will they will never be Wayne Coyne. And that's a good thing. Yo, you always get mad about this. He hates I hate him. Wayne Coyne. He hates him so much. <laughs> Stupid. He, you know, what? What are we looking at? Two thousand. So, I don't understand. I guess I just should probably look somewhere other than uh, Spotify because we know how Spotify is with their stupid, stupid ways that they attempt to put albums in order and what have you. But did they is this first thing in 2000 real? Is this the real the real beginning? Um well they consider it the beginning because the two members were a part of it, Avitaire and Panda Bear, but they they wouldn't have I guess called that like their actual debut cuz they're not all four together cuz they've been the same four members since the beginning, but at that point it was just kind of the two of them. So they consider it their debut, but it wasn't like the full collective at the time. So then here comes the Indian would have to be really the... Yeah, that's the first the, period. It appears like that's the first thing. It's their yeah, debut. Oh, three. Oh, three. That's interesting. It was ro- been... retroactively classified as the fourth album, even though it's technically sure. their first. It's, we- I, it's weird that they've been around since the early 2000s, and I never really found anything until probably the teens. Yeah, I didn't really get into them until only a couple years ago. And yeah, they've been around for a very long time at this point. It's just weird. 2003 is the year that Postal Service album came out, for instance. Man, that was a while ago. I feel old. Isn't that crazy? And I believe... Yeah, Interpol's Antics came out in 2004. Yeah. The same year as Sung Tongs. Isn't that kind of wild? Yeah, the the idea that like their music has existed for so long, but really, I mean, in retrospect, it's really not been that long. But it, well, no, it's I been. It's not yet been twenty years, of course, but it's approaching. It is a pretty long amount of time when you put it in that way. I also find I found it interesting if you look at their their page. They also have uh, an equipment section. There are uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different things that are listed under their equipment, what they use when they're performing, and it, uh, it, it also says that it's incomplete. So they use a lot of different, like, because it's all synthesizers and samplers and a Kaleida loop. Don't know if I know what a Kaleida loop is. They're the, the arcade fire of freak folk. I think you might be right. You know what? He probably is right. That sounds pretty. That sounds pretty right on. Oh man, ooh, this Kaleida loop thing is wild. Is it? Tell us about it. It's a box, on which it has knobs, and it's got. Is this an? Is it an antenna? It looks like an. 
There's an antenna. Maybe it's a microphone. A small microphone. So maybe it's like a voice modulator. Hmm. But the microphone is like on a flexi. You know what I mean? You know the microphone's on podiums? Mm-hmm. So if it is a microphone, which I think it is, it's on a flexi and connects directly to a quarter-inch plug. And then it just plugs right into this jack right on top of the thing. Huh. This thing looks quite... This thing looks kind of fun right here. It sounds like something that Dax would have. It, it yeah, does. it does. I kind of need I'm one. Get, I'm getting one first. Back off. Are they expensive? Ooh, we should both get them. I don't know. Let's get, Ooh, let's we pee. should both get them. Why don't you just share one? Yeah. Is there really going to be an opportunity where you both... No, there are different oh, I want to turn with a Kaleidal Loop. We could do a duet. Here. Ooh, a Kaleidal Loop Ooh. duet. Yeah. They are kind of expensive. Oh. What's kind of expensive mean? Three hundred dollars. Three hundred. Oh, that's not too bad. Two hundred and fifty dollars. That's not awful. That's the low let's end. Get, let's get two. Okay, I'm down. There are, mul- there are multiple covers. Colors. 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 Color. 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 The word is of this, the things that emit visual stimuli. Is like this any anywhere near a hurdy gurdy? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. The uh, opposite, no. probably. Mm. No, it's a it's Here. a modernized hurdy gurdy. That's what it sounds like. Uh, to me. All right, let me do the thing. Let me do the thing. The hurdy gurdy is a is a string instrument. Oh, I just remember them cranking it. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just crank that thing. You it rotates spin. a wheel that goes over strings, and it's quite an instrument, really. They should look get one in an the... animal collective. Tyler, I think that you would uh you'd appreciate this thing about them. Yes. The the two initial members. Oh wait, no, maybe not the initial members. No, it was Pan it was Avitaire and Geologist. They initially started playing music together because of their love for pavement and horror movies. Yeah. Huh. I can appreciate that. How that can statement. you how, how do you find two people that you're like, hey man, you like pavement? Yeah, I like pavement. How about horror movies? Yeah, I like horror movies. It doesn't surprise me. It's kind of like how Elon Musk met Grimes over Twitter. Yeah, it's similar. There you go. Well, you've got one right here. So if you're like, if one of you likes pavement and horror movies, let's let's create a collective. All right, let's do it. Not animal though. No. A bug no, we collective. Have to collect- Tree. Fruit collective. Fruit, fruit collective. Yes. You. Oh, see you. That's what I was thinking. We are fruit collective because we all fruit like collective. fruits. There's nothing else to it but the fact that we like fruits. We like fruit. We ready to transition now, over fruit, to collective soul? Fruit. All right. That's music right there. I'll call it what you will. I like the song December. You do? Do you really? I don't think you It's do. been a long yeah. December and you're itching to believe. Oh, yeah, that's a good band too right there. Cast Counting Crows. You know where the Collective Soul got their name from is from a, a book, The Fountainhead, written by... Amy Ran- Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. And they said, uh, we're not preaching Ayn Rand objectivism, egoism, or anything. We just dug the name. Are you mm-hmm. sure it's not because they all like Quite, souls? 
Are you sure they read? I don't think they even read the book. How it doesn't sound it? like they did. Well, I mean, I guess they would have had to have to know because it was brought up in, in the book, but it's not obviously not the title. Have you seen the book before? Uh, the front of the cover? The book itself, physically, in person. No, I don't think so. Oh, boy. Is it, is it a big boy? He's thick. Oh, he thick. Oh. But he w- they would have had to at least read something in it. Otherwise, they would have not been able to get the collective soul from it. You know what I mean? Sure. Maybe they just picked up a book and skimmed it. Yeah, that's a good idea. They, they What they did was they flipped the pages, and then they stuck their finger in the middle, and the first thing they saw, they said, that sounds cool. Well, then, Wolf, right there. Yeah, first day. That's what uh, that's what uh, Animal Collective did. They threw, threw a book of band names, and they tried to pick the band Collective Soul, but that had already been taken. So then they had to pick a new name. That's what happened. Ah. You know that? Yeah. They were inspired by the other group we're talking about. Yeah, they first said, you know what, I really like Ayn Rand, but you know what I like more? Animals. And Animals. fruit. And fruit. They uh, performed at both Woodstock 94 and Woodstock 99, and in 1999 they did a cover of Crazy Train and a cover of U2's I Will Follow. Ooh, I don't like U2 though, but Crazy Train, that's pretty fun. Yes. I was surprised at how much like sales their album had received. It was the 90s. It was the 90s. There Rock was, music. Yeah. There was nothing better to do but listen to Collective Soul. Well, that was right around the time of Hootie. Hootie sold a butt ton of records too, and people. I mean, yeah, Hootie. Yeah, but Hootie, Hootie had Hootie had Hootie. Darius, what? Darius Rucker. He's calling Darius Hootie. Oh yeah, I think that's I his name. His name is Darius Rucker. No, it's it most certainly is not. Mm. But yeah, the collective stage name. The collective soul album sold like it was like what triple platinum. I think so. Yeah, a lot of albums. Yeah, quite a few. Quite a few. I th- I also found it odd that Shine was their first song. Yeah, that's pretty good. They got a bunch of plays on their first song. College radio. Old college radio. And all of a sudden they were like, well, I guess we can sign them because this one song is really popular. And then they made their demos into an album and they were like, eh, we don't know about that because it's kind of rough sounding. But then it ended up being pretty popular. And then Collective Soul, their second album and their true debut album, Triple Platinum. Crazy stuff. Yeah, I had that. Mm. That that album I bought, I believe, at a garage sale because, you know, all of the big selling albums you'll find later, a few years later at garage sales. You know, people will buy them. You'll find, uh, like, uh, the Titanic soundtrack. That's always at yard sales. Michael Jackson Thriller on LP. Yeah, that's, that's pretty big selling. Uh, Space Jam soundtrack, people love that one. Do they? Uh, I think so. Yep. I've bought it. I've Space bought it at a garage sale, yeah. and I've seen it quite a few times at half price bookstore. Huh? Jared likes the, to. Is it in the shop? When you see it at the half price bookstore, is it in the the acrylic box? No. That you have to flip through with one finger. With no, the lock it's on not. it. No, it's not. Oh, so it must not be that. It must not be that. You know. That was more expensive. Yeah. There's. It's said that you know some of these bands, and I'm just. I I haven't heard it said what I'm about to say in terms of time frame, but I feel like any band whose album, first album came out after Kurt Cobain died is just riding the grunge coattails, pal. Post grunge. I don't really think of them as grunge though. They're more, more just alternative rock. Mm. You think they're grunge? Mm. 
on your head now, think, baby. Just get me out. Yeah, yeah that, I think that, they're definitely that grungy, that grungy growl. There is a very large critique of Stone Temple Pilots that they are like garbage grunge. Garbage. That they are full on. They're like full on attempting to cash in on the grunge popularity. I can, I can kind of hear that. And and that's kind of what we're getting a little bit here to me. With the CS. Dax? Yes. Did you do any research on old Johnny Rab? I didn't. I, I'm surprised. You'd think that honestly you'd sit down and you'd say, they got a drummer? Time to know more about that drummer. Because Johnny Rab is an interesting character as a drummer. He is. Tell me about him. See, Johnny Rab... He's also a product specialist for Roland, mm. and he uh, also held the title of WFD's World Fastest Drummer Extreme Sport Drumming. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. He played 1,071 single strokes in 60 seconds. That's huh. insane. You want to hear this guy uh, play some drummy drums? Yeah, I do. Okay. I don't have the most perfect form when it comes down to uh, where the sticks are placed, you know, whatever, but I do try to keep them low and also just consistent and try not to get tense. So you can work on full wrists or fingers. Cool. That's drumming right there. That was something. I thought you would like that. I did like that. It takes me back to my percussion days back in uh, middle school, mm-hmm. learning different techniques. His genre is also post-grunge. Mm. I don't know that his drumming is post-grunge. I feel I, as though he just drums. I mean, he's a post, uh, post-drums. post I don't know. There's something there. There's po- a joke there. Post-drums. Yeah. He transcends the instrument. The drums are no more. You are the drums. The drums are you and in you. He is no mere mortal. He is drum. He is drum. They got Johnny. two brothers in their band. Mm. Oh, boy. Old Ed and Dean. Ed and Dean. Who are the Rollins? They are they're connected Rollins. to the Roland as well? What? Do you think that they all just think they're cooler than they are? <laughs> The Rollins or the band Collective Soul? Well, maybe both. Do you have something against people with the last name Roland? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. He had a side project, Ed Roland did, called Ed Roland and the Sweet Tea Project. That he did? Was it any good? I don't know. I never heard of it. It had one one pretty good song. He covered, was it? He covered the NBA Tonight song. He did, huh? They've had quite a few members. You know that Johnny Rapp, I mean, Johnny Rapp didn't even join until 2012. That's interesting. I, I did not but realize that he was like a late a late game drummer. He's a late game and would, he's... I was just going to say, I, I figured he had been with them longer, but you know, most of their popularity was in the 90s, so he really wasn't even a part of the popularity. Yeah, he just... He just that's what I think it's like, uh, what's up? We're Collective Soul and we're still uh, touring and stuff. Do you want to be in the band? He's like, oh, yeah, dude. Look at me drum real fast. Yeah, 2012. He's like, okay, sure, I'll still do that. Let's play that NBA 
theme song by Ed Roland and the Sweet Tea Project. <laughs> My favorite part of that video is just how excited they seem to be playing the NBA theme song. They did look pumped. They thought that that was like the best produced thing that had ever happened. They were real, real going ham in that studio. What wouldn't you be? If I was making the NBA theme song? Yeah. Yeah. It sounded pretty good. Why didn't they just do that to begin with? Good question. I kind of like the horns in there. Get some stuff going. I don't know. You know, Collective Soul is okay, I suppose. I don't... I, I don't know. I really only know those a couple of songs. I didn't really care to listen to a whole lot more. At one point, I thought they were, they were better than I think they are now. You know, at a time where you thought those things were better than you think they are now. Of course, those times. Those times in your life. Couldn't have said it better when, myself. Absolutely. I really think that I really only like the one song. Which one? December. Shine. Shine. Oh. I didn't know if because I like I said I actually I like the song December. December is yeah. a good song. The it, world I know is a good song. They're okay. Their main hits I I really enjoy. I I don't really think I like most of the other stuff outside of the stuff from the very first from their Collective Soul album. Those three songs are good. The world I know, December, and where the river flows are good songs. And then Shine obviously is a great song. And then the rest of it is just kind of. They never really found that much success outside of very early on, but they just kind of stuck around forever. Like they're still, they had an album come out last year. Pretty weird. I would, I would not have ever guessed that Collective Soul was still making music. But yeah, I guess they're kind blood. of, they're like the kind of the unsuccessful Goo Goo Dolls, where they like Goo Goo Dolls had a hit with Iris and then just continue to have adult contemporary hits, like pop hits, and then whereas Collective Soul just kept making songs and never really had that much many that many more hits. No. But I they <laughs> were able to ride the train of of Shine and December and all that and like keep being on tours. They toured um in 2018 with uh, Good Band Bad Band alums Three Doors Down who couldn't to love that co-headline the Rock and Roll Express tour with support from Soul Asylum, who could have been on this episode, oh. theoretically. Collective Soul Asylum. That would have been fun. That would have. But, uh, yeah. They also had a song uh, with, uh, it's called Perfect Day. It was a duet with none other than Mr. Elton, Sir Elton John himself. He was on there with a song with Collective Soul. What a strange yeah. thing. You truly. would think Elton John uh, would have better things to do. You would think so. No, he was. He, he was. I, that was in uh, 2000. Oh, wait, no. Well, this is the greatest hits. I don't know what album that was on. That was probably right around the, uh, oh, I don't know. What album would that have been? I'm trying to think of when. What what soundtrack maybe old Elton was working on at that time. The, uh, Road to El Dorado, possibly. Maybe. Listen, ph- phenomenal soundtrack right there. I mean. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Your horse, your horse bit me in the butt. Your horse bit me in the butt.
Yeah. It's you know what else good. they? You know what else you'd think that they would have had more time? You know, to to do other things mm-hmm. is maybe not be a salesman for strange things. Yeah. Salesman. Jerry, would you like to introduce this? Pretty disappointed in that song that you put in there called "Perfect Day" because I thought it was going to be a Lou Reed cover and it wasn't. Oh, uh, that's so, sad. Yeah. All right. Uh, in two thousand and something, I don't know exactly Ooh. the date. Actually, two different times, probably two different years, almost. Collective Soul did a PSA for none other than Golden Corral. Where they're f- for the uh, wounded veterans, I think, or something like that. Y'all, Caleb's gonna play it, so let him play the commercial. Are Golden Corral still around? Yeah, of course they are. We've had the privilege to visit and perform for our troops in the Middle East, Asia, and Africa to say thanks. Each year, our friends at Golden Corral think our military too. We'd like to invite all former or active duty military to attend Golden Corral's free thank you dinner. While there, show your support for the donation to the disabled American veterans. So stop by Golden Corral for dinner and let us serve you. No year on that, but it was posted 10 years ago. Hmm. Jeff Foxbury, I think, is the current uh, spokesman for Golden Corral. How do you think they're going to do opening back up? How do you how do you make a They're going to explode. How do you Yeah, how do they're you safely explode. serve a chocolate fountain? Yeah. <laughs> don't I don't know. I, don't. I sure don't know. You don't serve it, it serves you. You should, you know. <laughs> You know, you should be able to actually. That's the world eat, I know. You should be able to eat at Golden Crowd just fine. It's supposed to be home cooking. That's where you're supposed to be. Hey, that's yeah. true. That's true. Listen, with what you know about Golden Crowd, and by you, I mean anyone who's ever stepped foot in that place, are you really that concerned? I mean, there's never more than six people in one, so. That's well, so you're true. Going at, you're going at the wrong times. So I Google yeah. search Golden Corral spokesman, and the first thing that pops up is an article from TripAdvisor that says. Shame on you, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you might be shamed. Shame on you, Jeff Foxworthy, from 2015. One star from 2015. You actually do commercials for this place? Have you ever eaten here? I do not think the founders of Golden Corral or the current bosses had this type of resp- restaurant in mind. Mm. Oh, and then the review follows, but they blame Jeff Foxworthy for their poor eating experience. No, it sounds more Jeff. like they're shaming they're shaming Jeff Foxworthy for for coming in and through his celebrity forcing the hand of the current uh, management of Golden Corral into the wrong direction. How dare you steer them astray with their large home style buffet, Italian stuff here, American stuff here. System, a lot of shame ribs. On you. They have ice yeah, cream. They have, they have all kinds of stuff. This other article from today, uh, not today as in this day, but today.com. Mm. Mom kicked out of Golden Corral restaurant for wearing crop top. That is the place you wear one. Really, there's no really other place to wear. You put crop on top. your your best crop top. You go put on your sandals and your juicy sweatpants, and you go into the uh, into right. the Golden Corral. You know what? I I talked to somebody one time. And they were telling me that they would go into the Golden Corral and say, oh, yeah, my family's already in there. And so they would just walk on by and then not even pay. Oh, that's oh, how you yeah, – that's, that's a, little trip, a little tip for you. If you don't want to pay at the Golden Corral or any other buffet probably for that matter, just say your family's already inside. and you wheel. If you have a wheelchair, oh, man, that's perfect. Wheel your wheelchair in, 
Put your plate on there and just wheel it right out. Tell them, tell them Collective Soul sent you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I will say good. this. Not everybody who's wearing a crop top is at Golden Corral, but everybody at Golden Corral is wearing a crop top. That's well, right. you have to. It allows for ultimate expansion. Of the stomach. <laughs> right. It's got Once nothing. There's no from all there. that chocolate fondue and all that ice cream and all That's them ribs. Right. Got to expand. That's right. Expand. So, you know, Collective Soul didn't, they had uh, had fallen, you know, no, not much success. But in 2009, they were featured in the soundtrack for the vampire romance movie Twilight. Uh, it was in the film and on the soundtrack. And that soundtrack was pretty big. It, every time the soundtrack came out, like on streaming services, it was like the number one thing because everybody was all about that stuff. Tremble for my love, or no, Tremble for my beloved, sorry. Tremble for My Beloved was in the soundtrack, and it's a song. I think it was originally on a Greatest Hits or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it was featured, I think, in the scene where uh, Bella sees Edward for the first time, which is pretty monumental scene for that film. But, uh, yeah, that's quite a thing going on right there. You liked those movies, didn't you? I went, I went and saw them, me and my sisters and my friend Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. And uh, we would go at midnight releases back when you could do that. Back before bad things happened. And uh, yeah, that was a very exciting time. It sold out shows. Pretty great. And Collective, they, were, they were good, huh? Uh, they were satisfactory for the time. They're not good movies, like, critically. But when you don't go in with high expectations, you will not be disappointed. Yeah, that's Amen. the way I always go in the movies. I don't really want to be here and I'm not going to like this. Let's see what happens. That's right. So, uh, Collective Soul in 2009 were inducted into Georgia Music Hall of Fame. Did you see that? No, I didn't. That's pretty good. Pretty cool for them. They also had a song called Hollywood that Hollywood that was out, and it was the theme song for American Idol. Hey. <laughs> and I listened, I listened to it, and I did not recognize it. So, it can must not have been in a song, like a season that I did not recognize. Can you play it? Yeah. Let's hear Hollywood. I don't remember it, but I could see it being played in like the Hollywood audition. Yeah, parties. giving them like the, the golden tickets or whatever. Yeah, the buzzers. Yep. I don't. I don't know. I watched when, American Idol, so that's what I'm. I can't believe I don't. And I yeah. watched later seasons as well. So I don't understand how I that is not a thing. That you would have missed it. Yeah. Yeah. The album hints, uh, allegations, and things left unsaid. You know what that is, Dax? No. It's a reference to the song You Can Call Me Al from Paul Simon. Oh, Graceland. Oh. You hear it? You get it? No. Hints. Did he say it in the song? Hints, allegations, and things left oh, unsaid? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, I can hear it now. Hints and allegations. Yeah. Yep. How about that? Paul Simon. Can't hear he can't hear it. I, I can. Should we play he it? Can't, he can't hear it at all. No, you want to no. you can call, play You Can Call Me Out? I don't we, know. We've done you it. When did we do that? We did that recently. When did, when did we do that last? We did that for Vance Joy. Yeah, that was a good one. Was that I last that week? Song. Yeah, play the Vance Joy version. Vance Joy was, was not last week. <laughs> it was pretty close. Are you sure? It was two weeks ago. Oh, see? We can't Paul just Simon. be playing Al Simon, Paul Simon all the time. Al Simon. That's who it is. It's a real name. 
Can't be playing Paul Simon all the time. Well, his name is Paul Simon, but you can call him Al. Yeah. Back down the alley with some roly-poly little bat-faced girl All along, along, there were incidents and accidents There were hints and allegations That was it. That was it. We found it. What a bit. What if, what if somebody called you a roly-poly little bat-faced girl? How would you feel? Would you like that? Would you, would you, would you cry? I don't would think you? I'd like that one bit. It seems racist somehow. No. What? I don't know how, what? but... They're Which all port, those the are roly animals. Roly-poly is a bug, and a bat is a bat. Yeah. You should have just added in a fruit, and we would have been good. We had it all. <laughs> fruit bat. We had the bug. Fruit, fruit bat girl. Fruit bat fruit girl. Bat. <laughs> Call me a fruit bat girl. Fruit bat Greg. <laughs> Fruity fruit bat Greg. Got no fruit net. Where back, I can't do you it. Can. It's too many sounds. Too many sounds. So their album, uh, Disciplined Breakdown, was recorded during a very difficult for the for the time in, in the band. They were going through a long lawsuit with their former manager, and they also recorded the album in a cabin-like studio due to lack of money. Ultimately, they did not release what happened with the lawsuit with their former manager. They did not disclose the financial ramifications of what happened. But Keep it secret. It's not. It's never a good thing when you go in lawsuits with people. No, financially or or otherwise, mental health. Not good. Not good. There's one other song that I found that uh, I thought was pretty good from the Sweet Tea Project. It is a cover of "Shelter from the Storm" that was f- released on the Chimes of Freedom "Songs of Bob Dylan." 50 Years of Amnesty International album. It was all covers. There's some really good covers on there. And uh, uh, the, Natasha Bedingfield did the Ring Them Bells song, which is probably my favorite song on that album, but there's a lot of good ones. They included the My Chemical Romance uh, Desolation Row on that, even though it was recorded, I think, first for the Watchmen soundtrack. I believe that's correct. But it, there's a lot on here. The covers? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's How a, many songs is this? It's like three three discs. No, it's more than that. It's one, two, three, four, four discs. It's got Silvers and Pickups, My Morning Jacket, Airborne Toxic Event, Miley Cyrus. Yep. There's, I told you. It's Jack's got a lot Mannequin, of stuff. That's Adele? A good, it's a good cover album. My goodness. There's a lot of interesting stuff It's here. five hours and 21 minutes long. I could spend a week on this one thing. <laughs> Maybe you should. We can do it for Record Roundtable. <laughs> we do a whole Record Roundtable episode. It's just Chimes of Freedom, the songs of Bob Dylan. Oh, man, I like that. That would be fun. That's a bonus episode right there. Yeah, we should work on that. All right. Did you want to play Shelter from the Storm? I would like you to, yes. Twice another lifetime, one of toil and blood. When blackness was a virtue and the road was full of mud. I came in from the wilderness, a creature void of form. And then she said, I'd give you shelter from the storm. And if I pass this way again, you can rest assured. I'll always do my best for her, and that I give my word. In a world of still our death and men are fighting to be warm. And then she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. Pretty good. You can hear it's him. Yes. You know, you know it's him. So. Yeah. You know, around the mid-aughts, they developed a really, truly horrible logo. Oh, really? That just looks like garbage. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at their look at from the ground up and home. It's on both of those. From the ground up and home. I'm still looking at that uh Jeff Fox for the article, I'm sorry. Oh, can't no. get it out of your head. I can't. Oh no. How could he do that to that person? <laughs> Horrible. What he did was terrible. Wait, How what dare? are you talking about? Was it an album? It's on the cover of those two albums. What did you you said from the oh, ground like up the and weird home. the weird star thing? Yeah, it's horrible. It's absolutely terrible. Look at it. What's wrong with it? It's ugly. I mean, it Does is it ugly. Like I just a, didn't know if you had anything more to it. What album are you looking it at? Looks like a, it looks like it was made for like someone's like, oh, you want to be edgy and sleek. We'll turn the star upside down. It looks then, like a belt buckle, honestly. It, right. It looks horrible. They did. It looks like I would never want to listen to those people. They did another self-titled album in 2009. They called it Collective Soul, but on the cover of the album is a Rabbit. Yeah, so the album is also known as Rabbit to differentiate it from the 1995 Collective Soul self-titled album. Hmm. Why would you do that? That's a weird thing. I don't. It's a weird thing. I don't like when groups do that, where they have multiple self-titled. Like Weezer does that, don't they? Yeah, Mm -hmm. just like green, like red album. I don't even teal album, blue album. Did Weezer do that? Pinkerton. That's it. Yeah, that's did Weezer the one that choose really... that to, for them to be called colors, or is that like a, a thing that the record company wanted to do? That's to a good differentiate. Them? I'm really not sure. I don't know either. So, all right. Well, I think we should go ahead and sound off. Do we want to play Dolly Parton one more time? Always. Let's let's. You know what? We, we could end it with let's, Dolly. Let's end it on Dolly. Yeah. Okay. Let's end it on Dolly. Okay. Because we didn't play Shine. Shine's a great song. Yeah, Shine's a good song. We can song, let her we'll... sing it to us. Exactly. So uh, I will go ahead and say I made my pick for an obvious reason. Animal Collective is my band. I'm going to go Animal Collective, too. Well, I guess I'll have to go Animal Collective. Oh, wow. All right. I'm picking Collective Soul. And let's head over to Patreon. Uh, They chose just one vote differentiating between the two, but Collective Soul came out. Cool. Close. Close race, but it's fun. Animal Collective squeaked it out this time. And if you want to have your vote on the show, go to patreon.com slash record roundtable. We post a poll every week. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band. Let us know who you think is the good band. Follow us on our various social media platforms. Look at our website and our new articles that are posted pretty regularly. Next week, we're talking about Blue October Oyster Cult. Listen to Dolly. Listen to Collective Soul. But first, listen to our podcast. Goodbye. Strawberry Jam. I can't hear you say strawberry anymore. (laughs) Oh, man.